0: Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, where we react to all the big stories in the Premier League and England. And there certainly is a big story tomorrow as Arsene Wenger takes his Arsenal team for the last time to Old Trafford to face Jose Mourinho's Manchester United. But before that, we'll talk about that later in the show. Today was more about the teams at the bottom of the league table trying to avoid relegation. And for me, Robbie, the biggest Mm. game, the biggest game today, maybe the weekend, was at Southampton, Mm St. Mary's Stadium, to see if they could beat South Coast rivals Bournemouth to make them a better chance of getting out of it. But also, maybe more importantly, bringing lots of others into that relegation picture. And they got the victory. What did you think to the game?
1: Well, absolutely. And uh, Mark Hughes echoed your words before the game. He said this is the biggest game of his managerial career, this game. That's how big he saw it, Rob. And he said it's black and white. Simply have to win. There's no shades of grey. And in some respects, Rob, I thought he put it on the players in in a positive way, as if to say, let's not kid ourselves. We're in it. And if we lose today, we, we have to start thinking about championship. And in fairness to his group, we got a performance. We haven't seen too many of those. Mark Hughes got a win. He hasn't seen too many of them, whether he's manager of Southampton or Stoke. We got goals, and it wasn't Charlie Austin. Two from Tadic, which, which was nice. Yeah. And i tell you what else we got, Robbie, um, for, for this game, which I saw, which we haven't seen for a long time and being critical. We saw some bodies being thrown on the line. We saw some good defending. We saw, saw some great goalkeeping. And Southampton off the back of one performance, Rob, and one result of giving themselves a chance.
0: I'll tell you what else we saw today, Rob, that, that we haven't seen. And it's something that I thought about before the game and what Mark Hughes, as the, as the new manager recently, mm-hmm. hasn't brought. And that was emotion. I thought there was some emotion today. A sense of desperation, a sense of listen it's about now or never and there was emotion the way that they played mm. there was emotion in the stadium that drove them forward and finally mark hughes has got a little bit of something out of this team where you're right defensively they were stronger attacking wise dusan tadic mm. stepped up and took responsibility Absolutely. particularly with his second goal uh, and went through and scored by himself so uh, an incredible victory that was badly needed it struggled at a point. They looked like they were going to throw it all away. Bournemouth side kind of do that to you. You know, mm. they come on uh, late in the game. He makes a lot of changes. But they held on critically this time. And I think... It's, it's
1: interesting, so I just, I, Yeah, I just want to go and, and revisit back the emotion thing. You know, I've I just said, and I read a few quotes from Mark, Hughes about it being the biggest game of his career, about we've got to win. It's black and white and, and that emotion. And the emotion you're talking about, and I, I just want to make sure I'm completely with it, I think sometimes managers have to be careful of, of putting too much of that on players, and it can inhibit some players. Sometimes some teams. I talk in some about my time, in some yeah, teams. and some players. I remember at Wimbledon, Rob, when we were in a relegation fight, and some good players who were in that team couldn't really handle, and it was really quite uh, startling, the, the, the emotion of, of relegation almost kind of inhibited them, stopped them being themselves. People got frightened of what the outcome could be. And that's where I think as a manager, you've got to, you've got to balance it up. and There's, there's not every time you can, you can go that route. But obviously, Mark used to Charlie today. It was all or nothing, and he got the right response. You,
0: you came up with a line, Rob, about Southampton. That they're sleepwalking mm-hmm. yeah. to relegation, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a great way to describe the way that they got into trouble. So, in this case, for me, they need poking they need some emotion they mm. need to, to to get the to get the finger out of the you know and, and, and get going here and I think today was the first time that I had a sense of. Positive momentum, and I know that comes from a victory. But even at the start yeah. of the game, the stands were full. You know, mm. there's, there's flags and banners, and there was a sense of the importance of the game, which I think helped them. Now, going forward, can they take that on? How important, mm. my friend, is momentum? Given everything. you know the remaining fixtures Absolutely and some of the everything. others, is it everything?
1: It, it's, it's, it's everything down there, and and once I mean those Southampton players will for the first time in maybe two or three months, possibly be starting to think, we can get out of this. They'll be starting to look at the three fixtures. Everton away, Swansea away, Man City last day. We don't know what Man City uh, will be, what shape they'll be in. Will they be still chasing records, etc.? So you take nothing for granted. So let's think of Everton and Swansea. What,
0: what do you think to Everton? What? what I mean, it's a point. Is that a Southampton
1: point can, Southampton at the best can go to Everton and win, Rob. <sighs> Can go to Everton and win. Everton are, are trying under Sam. I know Sam's trying for his job. But if they get on top of the game and, and, and score early and can dominate a bit of possession, I've seen Everton roll over. I, I'm not convinced Everton are that motivated. They're not chasing anything. They're not going to go form, out of the Rob. league themselves. Sam Arnice has
0: got them in good form. They're winning they games. They are in at good form, but they're finishing what, strong.
1: We we've said, in, and, and we looked at the Southampton side and said, They have the capability of putting a two or three-game winning run together, and that's what gave them a chance. They could go to Everton and get a result. We're talking of Southampton, what we've seen and what we know. Think about a confidence Southampton. Southampton on the front foot. I that don't it know, might just...
0: I don't know if I can see it. I don't know. I understand today. I understand the confidence. I mm-hmm. understand that. But that's, yeah. they've won two games in the last twenty-two. Everton, Everton away is difficult. Then, then the humongous game on Tuesday yes. the eighth of yeah. May, Swansea, Swansea versus Southampton. Mm. So that's Swansea away. But you, got to win. you've got
1: to keep that. You've got to keep that yeah, going, Rob. You've got to almost oversell it. And that's what I think I'm trying to do. You oversell to these players. You get Tadic saying how well he can do. You start thinking of Redmond, can he can he do more? Charlie Austin, can, can he be a bit sharp and, and take a couple of chances? Because th- there's enough in that team. There's enough in that group. If they come away with the draw, listen, they take a point. But you go up there thinking, if we can win again, God, that's enough bring a bring two or three other big clubs if, right if into it. Big if, though, Big if. Of course, if, it's if a you big change, if. I it. mean,
0: do you, do you, do you, is your gut feeling saying that this momentum will take them to safety?
1: I think they've got a chance, Rob, because of what happened today and the other couple of teams down there who, mm-hmm. A, haven't got goal scorers, or B, are struggling a little bit themselves. And I'm talking about Huddersfield and, mm-hmm. and Swansea in that one.
0: Yeah, should we move on to, to Liverpool versus Stoke? Yeah. Because Stoke mm. is another team that, that needed something today. Yeah. Of course, three points would have been fantastic, but realistically, against Liverpool at the moment, that's really hard to, to, to fathom or, or try and see that. The nil-nil it was today. Paul Lambert, again, very emotional on the sideline at one point. Yeah. I think he thought that his team had nicked it with a goal that would, that they missed out on late on. What did you think to this game?
1: Well, interesting, first of all. Let's talk about Liverpool and starting lineup, and I know. Yeah, uh, what do you think to that? Cause some a lot people been, would yeah. say. I mean, I, I don't I don't agree with it, Rob. And I think I've said before, Mo Salah might be going for records, and and I know he had the chance. First five minutes could have got the second Premier League goal of the season. He clips over the goalkeeper. We all look to the net, and somehow it goes down the side. Um, I still think the Champions League on Wednesday night is so so important to this football club. I wouldn't have played some of those players, Firmino, Salah. Trent Alexander Arnold, possibly. I think I know he's a young boy and he's got legs. But Rob, this is a huge game. Now I know Klopp likes a rhythm, maybe listens to players, thinks about injuries, and, and I get that. But if it was me, I don't start so strong.
0: But they're still their top four is is not guaranteed, and they they have no. to go to Chelsea, Rob. You know, on the, on the Sunday the May sixth. Now
1: now that. You know, if they win their game in hand, they're six points ahead of of Chelsea. Chelsea got a game in hand,
0: so if they win that, they're three behind. Then they play Liverpool, if they win that, then they're equal points. So I I think it's a really tough one for Jurgen Klopp to sort of assume that they're going to be okay for the top four um, or going for the championship. I I would just like to think
1: that his squad is big enough to take Stoke City at home, and there should be. Good enough players within that squad to be able to get them a one or two 0 victory. Yeah,
0: listen, I agree. I mean, why isn't Dominic Solanke playing?
1: Yeah, you know, Ben Woodburn, not Woodburn. If, you, if you're not playing these guys now, when are you going to play them? They mm. shouldn't really be at the football club. If when you need them, you need to rest players. You think the drop off's that big that you, you can't afford to play them? Mm. Listen, we'll know on Wednesday night whether it's the right decision or not from Stoke's point of view. Rob, yeah. bit of same old, same old, really. I mean, didn't don't play, don't play badly. You know, better finishing in the last third might give themselves a chance get a point you've got to be happy with that but a point in their situation yeah. still keeps them anchored to the bottom of the table
0: they've got to win the two remaining yeah, games absolutely. Stoke, and absolutely Palace a, the next Palace game coming home. up in it I mean yeah. don't
1: win that forget about it you're done and dusty
0: yeah they've got to win that one then they've got to go um, to Swansea, Swansea. I mean, that's the thing about this Premier League season it, it, it's going to come down now because of that Southampton result it's going to come down mm-hmm. to the last few games where they play each other and <laughs> I just wonder oh. if Stoke City have got enough in terms of their team in terms of Peter Crouch or Mamjouf, can Shakiri be the guy again to, to to get them to results? Because they're struggling. They, they Again, they haven't won a game for a long, long period of time. Here's the
1: headline, Robbie Mosto, Sexy Stoke mm. win at Swansea to stay in wow. the Premier League. Wow. Remember, wow. you heard it first. Yeah. So, for the first time under Mark Hughes, the Saints go marching on to three points while Stoke did okay again but didn't win again. Because Liverpool draw a blank before their big Champions League semi-final in Rome. Next, we'll take a look at one team desperate to stay out the bottom three versus another team desperate to climb into the top four. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick.
0: Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Now, just before we move on, Rob, from the Liverpool mm. Stoke game, yeah. there was a refereeing decision that I think has split a lot of people, both Carl Martino and myself, and I'm pretty sure Jim Beglin in commentary thought that the referee's call of a no call, not a penalty, mm. was correct. Yeah. But I get back on my Twitter timeline, I have a text from my buddy Steve Nicol, of course a former Liverpool player, <laughs> um, yeah, thought I that it was. I, mm. My take was his hand is, is kind of expected position and the ball was flashed across so quickly, he, it was really hard for him to avoid the contact with the ball on the arm. What did you think?
1: respectfully slightly disagree with, with that i just felt that the arm yes was in an unexpected position but it was almost though he it was used an expected that to his, position
0: it was an expected, expected position. Sorry, yeah.
1: position yeah but he almost used that to his vantage as though he could have looked to try and get his arm out the way rob is what i'm he saying I, I think he's i didn't think it was hit that hard there was enough distance between the ball and him and he kind of moved his body towards it but kept his arm in the same plane as if to say well my mm. arm isn't coming up and I don't know. My, my first instinct was penalty. I yeah. saw it a couple of times and, and I still think that Liverpool were a little harshly done by. And, and, and like,
0: yeah, and when you consider the James Milner one that was given, yeah. that's what I've got on my timeline. Everybody's giving mm. me example. Well, hang on a minute. What was different? And <laughs> I get it. And and it's, it's subjective and it's really yeah. tight. And But I thought that was a little bit harsh on James Milner. But I guess it's, Listen, it's what we all see is, is deliberate. We wouldn't have a radio show without ah. things like that, mate. So mm-hmm. let, let, hopefully they continue Absolutely, and Liverpool, yeah.
1: you know, get them on the bigger days. Maybe yeah. they might need one in Rome when, in Champions League or... Wednesday. Let's let's move forward t- today, mate. Swansea versus Chelsea. Chelsea got the one little courtesy of Seth Fabregas. I think it's 50th Premier League goal for Sesc. Mm. Milestone for him. Um, in the end, pretty routine for for Chelsea. Didn't weren't sort of pushed too far. Second off, dropped top a little bit of their mm. intensity. Mm. Swansea, a little bit worried for me, Rob, about them in their la- in the last third of the pitch. Are you brothers? Jordan's got a few goals. Andre struggles since he's come back. Mm. Are they going to get the goals in? And I just kind of took my mind back to last season when they had Fernando Llorente, who was somebody who they could rely on to get them goals and got them out of the trouble. They don't seem to have that guy at the moment.
0: No, they don't. I mean, Wilfred Bonnie was brought into the club to do that. He's out uh, with injury. Um, you know, Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we thought that Olivier Giroud deserves to be the starting striker. It mm. didn't play so well today. I mean, yeah. there's times when he links up with Hazard <laughs> a few times and it looks kind of good. I, th- I, th- I seem to think Chelsea, it's, Rob, they kind of drift out of the game. They fall yeah, away in the second it's half, like they get, disinterested. It's or, like, yeah,
1: or, it's like, okay, this one's an easy one. We're going to win this one. And, and they rely Giroud's on defending. one of those players, isn't he? I think he must be at times a manager's nightmare. You know, starting from the bench, comes yeah, on the scores, better, you think you've got to play. And playing from the start, you think, hmm, I know why now I start him on the bench. You're just never quite sure what, what Giroud.
0: Mm, yeah, I, but I guess they're still chasing down Spurs they've still got yeah, a chance to sure. make the top four and of yeah. course the FA Cup final Manchester United at the end of the season um, so they could finish with a yeah. pretty decent season top
1: four in FA Cup well, be, uh, winners that would be, be pretty good pretty good, good. as yeah. a leaving uh, present what about Swansea Rob they got enough, They got
0: enough momentum I know the struggle is oh, up front but I think oh, when momentum. you look at their remaining fixtures yeah, which the, the, are the, Bournemouth away yeah. and then Southampton, Southampton at home, home which is huge and then Stoke at, at home you kind of see some points there for them don't you
1: yeah you do and the manager you know with the the analogies and the jokes and, and the thing I think he's got a bit of enough about him Rob to mm. to find a result at least in, in one of those I mean four points from from those three games probably would be enough and you, you tend to think that mm. it, I just think this guy's got a one game sort of win in him he seems to know how to push the buttons of the players if he can get them defensively right again again goals worry me a little bit mm. where they'll come from on the team but down the line listen if they got uh, they're home to Stoke and they have to win to stay in the league I think they'd take it and I think they'd be confident that they'd get the results
0: I think what we're what basically what we're saying is that this is all this is all gearing up so great for the last few weeks of the season and, and from Swansea let's go on to a team that's newly promoted in Huddersfield Town mm. and today was an opportunity to, to make themselves pretty much safe with three yeah. points that have jumped up to 38 points and would have been okay but they lost at home to Everton and with the information no that their last three games are away to Manchester City, mm-hmm. away to Chelsea, and at home to Arsenal Football Club. They are banging in charge. Yeah. By the way. So, how are Huddersfield going to stay up?
1: The, the problem for Huddersfield, Robert, is that they've never a little bit unlike Newcastle, and, and maybe we can put Brighton in that category now. Although you know, thirty-seven points, they've still maybe got a point or two to gain. But Huddersfield have never been able to just get themselves far enough away where. You know, we're not talking about them in the relegation fight. They had that terrible run where they couldn't sort of put any win together. It's drawn them back down, and now they're back in. They're, they're right back amongst it, mm. Robin. And, and and you say looking at the fixtures that they've got in comparison, say to Swansea, you have got Bournemouth, Southampton, Stoke versus Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal. I know which one I'd rather have. Mm. And you've got a team that that just. In terms of quality, in terms of just that little bit of experience and know how, mm. just worries me at this stage of the season who they can turn to, what can you rely on? What, what's the bit that you know is definitely going to make sure you stay in this league in, in, in the next time around?
0: They're the joint lowest scorers in the Premier League Huddersfield mm-hmm. town. Yeah. And we've given praise Steve to Meunier, David... He in, in, well,
1: um... Steve Mounier, is Well, Steve Mounier
0: is the main man up front. Yeah. But he's, a, he's streaky. You know, he Very, he's yeah. gets a couple of goals and he doesn't score for another six or seven or eight games. So David Wagner's done a brilliant job at this football club. And we know that they're well-organized. We know that they defend... Pretty much, you know, okay, and the atmosphere and everything is yeah, good. Yeah. But, but given those games, given this result cool. today, given the momentum and given the lack of goals, it's really hard to see where they get another point. Assuming Let's, that they get one point, that's thirty-six. That might not be enough.
1: Let Let me go another way. Let Let me go positive, Huddersfield, because I think we we've got to try and get positive. When they get it on at the John Smith Stadium, Rob, it can be. But it wasn't today. No, they it needed wasn't it today. today. I get that. But let's just say they get it on at home. The last game to Arsenal, who are a long way from London. It's Arsenal's last day. They may be in or out the Europa League. So whether they're in, their minds on that. If they're out, well, it's the end of the season. They're not benching top four. I'm, I'm giving them a bit of hope, Rob. They, yeah. When they put it on and, and Wagner gets it going and the players are all at it, it they can create an atmosphere that's upset some of the bigger mm-hmm. boys. I just think that's that's the hope. That's got to be the yeah. hope that they can put one of those days together and find and find a result that that might bang them out of trouble. Because in a way, Rob, it'd be really, it'd be, I'd be really sorry well, for the Well, it's tough, mate. They have so so, so well. they hard. They all work
0: hard. It's tough for anybody, any team. <laughs> Give you them know. A break.
1: yeah. <laughs> but, but look at look at look at the wage salary. You know, you're the oh, one that always say wage salary. Well, look at the wage salary. Look mm. at the transfer budget. Look at what this guy's had to do. When, when, if Southampton go down, you know what? Nothing. Blame themselves. If Stoke yeah. City go down, no, blame uh, no, themselves. That's a good point. If Huddersfield no, go point. down, you know what? I, I think we have got to feel a little bit sorry for mm. a guy who's giving it his all and his team might just not be good enough.
0: What about uh, Sam Allardyce? Just before we go to break, Rob's big Sam. He's getting results, by the way. Survey I mean, says we
1: don't want you in our. Well, club, I will tell apparently. you what.
0: He has got. He's making an argument to say, you know what? Maybe I'm not the most popular guy at this football club. Maybe we don't play the most expensive football. But I tell yeah. you what, I'm getting yeah. new results. And on the yeah. back of that, I believe I should absolutely be at this football club for next season. And, you know, it, it's going to be hard if they continue. They finish strong the last, what was it, three or four games they have yeah. now. I mean, I want to say he's deserved it. I, well, I want to say he's deserved to stay on.
1: And I'm totally agreeing with you. But I don't think, regardless of what Sam Allardyce does he's going to take oh, no, Everton forward no, so you think Everton well. what do you mean so I think Everton have decided I think the group of fans I think probably some people in the board decided that we want a different style a different manager going a different way regardless of what Sam's done praise Sam pat him on the back I don't think, I don't think he gets the job Rob, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. So, Chelsea get a win, at least for now. Close the gap to two points as a chase. Spurs for the fourth Champions League spot. Swansea, they still got work to do. Just one point out of the bottom three. Next up, we'll look at West Brom. They keep getting more under Darren as Palace hit five. I'm Earl, keys must together with the two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in it. bit
0: Welcome back to Two Robbie's Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. Now, next game, my friend, up to the northeast, Newcastle United Neil, West Bromwich Albion 1. And what a job, by the way, that Darren Moore, caretaker manager now at this football club, come in to replace the fired Alan Pardew, what a job he's doing. They beat Man United away. They drew with Liverpool at home. They now beat Newcastle away. My question to you is, Mm. what if they would have picked this guy as a new manager before they picked Alan Pardew? Is Pardew a disastrous move that's cost him? I mean, it's a great result today, but they're probably Mm. going to get relegated. Was that a huge mistake?
1: In the end, Rob, I think so. And there was talk, wasn't there, when Alan Pardew was in charge that there was a couple of kind of emergency board meetings and he was giving the the vote of confidence and it was extended. And in the end, it looks like that extension could well cost the team Mm -hmm. the ability to stay in the league. I mean, I read today, let's just sort of think of what Darren Moore's done in the last few weeks. He's beaten two... Managers who've both been Champions League winners, have both been Europa League winners. In Rafa mm. and Jose Mourinho. I mean, it's ridiculous what what he's doing. He's got the team playing. He's got the. It looks like he's got a little bit of spirit engineer between the, the the fans and the players again. And you know, sometimes he, he hasn't particularly come across with all the, the tactics and the numbers and the systems. It looks like you know sometimes simple things in football clubs get people in the right position. You know, work them properly in trading get them happy put get a little bit of spirit t- together and see where you can go now some respect rob the pressure's off them that they're, they're so, almost so far bottom that you know it's a little bit of a chance to go and show what they can do because everybody's now clamoring you know give down more the job and listen I, I would be an advocate of that as well but I'm also an advocate of Give him the job if he's the right man. We saw Craig Shakespeare coming at Leicester and do a similar thing. And then he was out the door three, four months later. Supposedly players weren't happy. So I think you've got to put a balance to things. But there's no doubt him going in and the timing of it is just, A, suspended at the time. I think, you know, West Brom still go down. But unfortunately, for their fans' point of view, they'd liked it a game or two uh, earlier.
0: I feel really sorry for the West Brom fans. I feel really sorry for them because why? they've had to. Well, because they've had to, um, in some ways, suck up. I mean, they, listen. Some of them might want Tony Pulis back now, but there's no question that the, the, the club' results dropped right off under Tony Pulis. And why have they I'm gone sad, down with Pulis though? Well, well, that's. I did not think they should have fired him. I think you know the football's not great, and you want to change, you wait till the summer because he's mm-hmm. never been relegated as a manager. So my answer yeah. to that is no. I don't think they yeah. would have. So, but but what what why I'm so sad, Rob, is that there's wins in this team. There's wins in this team, so when the West Brom fans watch the side right now with these difficult games and getting wins and getting results and results and getting clean sheets, mm-hmm. they have to be thinking, "Wow." This team, this squad is good enough. There are players and combination of players that can get the job done and could have got up. So I I just feel really sorry for them because they looked an awful team a few weeks ago under um, Alan Pardew. But Mm. now with a different manager, a different simple philosophy, as you said, they're winning games. It must be heartbreaking to know that that there there are wins in this team, but it's not going to count. They're not going to stay up. Um, It's just really sad for West Brom.
1: If there is a good way or a right way to go down, I think yeah. you'd say West Brom are doing that, Rob, though, with a bit of fight, with a bit of spirit and mm. hanging on uh, as long as they can. Mm. Let's move to another team who, remarkable result today, Crystal Palace 5, Leicester City 0. Let, let's just take a moment and, and talk about Roy Hodson and the job that he's done at this football club. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm.
0: No, it, it really is. I mean, 5-0 today um, and just... I think we knew that the players were at this club Mm. to to pull some results together. Now, given the first seven games, no goals scored, no points. You know, you're looking at a short season that he, Roy Hodgson, has to come in and get the job done. I mean, he's done it fantastically well. Now, you know, when you have got the likes of Ruben Loftus-Cheek and you've got Johan Kabay uh, and you've got Wilfred Zahar and Andrews Townsend and Christian Benteke, there is enough there to get the results. But even so, he's still done a, a brilliant job, Roy Hodgson.
1: Absolutely, and and I put a tweet out there today, Rob, and I said, what, uh, what Roy Hodgson's done with this group of players deserves to be part of the Manager of the Year conversation. And we got a, num- a number of tweeted replies. One I particularly like from Michael Nathanson said, he's done a phenomenal job guiding them through many injuries and could have had more points. Hard to think Pep won't win it, though, especially if he breaks the points and goal record.
0: Yeah, John Patrick Manning tweets to say, wonderful, Roy. And JT Fuentes, again, look at the numbers. And a five mm. spot today, Roy is God. So there's no question, Experience, know-how, calmness under pressure, uh, man management, I'd have to think, with some of the players in the squad. And this team is safe now and having a, a marvellous season, considering where they were.
1: Well, you know, Robbie Musto, when I'm not on the show, I'm always at home oh, thinking, no. right, Musty's on the radio. How can I get him? So here's the, the big question for today. We're going for to, the, for the purposes of the exercise, take Pep out of the equation. Let Pep Guardiola, he's won it, the records, he gets manager. But let's just say Pep does, wasn't there in terms of Sean Dyche, Chris Hutton, Rafa Benitez Roy Hodgson who's done a better job with their group wow. of players under the circumstances wow.
0: that's a really really tough one i mean if that's
1: why we get paid
0: yeah but that that really is i mean it could absolutely be any of these but, but, but three. Where, where where
1: do you where well, do you I, get I, I'm bigger looking. affinity to where, Yeah. <laughs>
0: I still feel Rafa Benitez at Newcastle United Mm -hmm. with a squad that a lot of these players were there that got Mm -hmm. relegated two seasons ago. He had very little money to strengthen the squad uh, in the summer. And I mean, January brought some players in uh, Dupravka, the goalkeeper, that's done really well. But Stamani's done nothing. For them to be top 10 right now and looking like a top 10 finish, I would probably just go Rafa Benitez. What do you think?
1: Roy. Roy runs a close second because oh, of, totally. I, I think of course, yeah. because of uh, of the, the seven game start and, and the lack of of confidence and the injuries by the way, Rob. They've had a I lot know. of injuries. Crystal Palace. Do you know who else deserves a mention? And Sean Dyche is, totally. is the obvious one with them. Yeah, Chris Houghton and Brighton Football Club. Would have been in everybody's bottom three at the start of the they season. Were. Everybody's mm. bottom three, Rob. Mm. And at the moment, you know, they're sitting 14th in the table, 37 points. Probably need another point or two just to be totally sure. But, you know, 37 may even keep them up this year. For Chris Hutton with that group of players, you know, what he's bought in and what he's done, I mean, mm. you. We probably need to give four awards and give them all one. Because yeah. Sean Dyche, you know, Burnley seven fifty fifty up, four points is, is it now? I mean, that's mm. ridiculous for a club of Cri- that size.
0: well. Crystal Palace, Rob, and the and, mm. the and the outstanding player is Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's been amazing for them for for this football club to keep them up. Yeah. Is he too good for Crystal Palace?
1: Yes, is the answer. Simple answer. Why do I say yes? Because. Wilford Zaha could go to Tottenham and bring them something that they may need in terms of goal, Agreed. pace and athleticism on one side of the pitch. Oh. Wilford Zaha possibly now could revisit Man United. No, I don't a know kid, about that. And he could. He could. Uh, well, Wilford Zahar's a worse player than, than Jesse Lingard?
0: I'm just, I'm just not I'm sure just that he jumps to that, that level. I'm just not sure that he jumps to that level. A, a Crystal Palace, he is the star player and he's done brilliant things and he's created and scored goals. I just, I just don't know whether he's that great to be at the top... Two or three clubs of the Premier League. I'm not talking
1: Manchester with... United. They're very, very. Well, yeah, best but it's still, it was... it's still a, yeah, Of course, course it's man, But I'm saying, Jesse, is, is Jesse Lingard that much better player than, than, than Well, he Rook gives you something Soho. different.
0: He gives you reliability. He's an up and down midfield player. He's yes, he's less flair, but he gives you spectacular goals in big games. He's a reliable in terms of defensively. He works his socks off. He's the fittest and quickest player uh, at the football club. So I, you know, he's I think the worst they're a little player,
1: bit different. Is, is, is a worse player than Maran Fellaini then?
0: Well, yeah, but that's there's different. Plenty, that's different it's a different position.
1: But there's plenty of Man United players who are not at the very top of the game. I'm just saying. That Would you rather have him Rashford
0: and Martial?
1: Maybe not, but I'm not saying that I wouldn't buy him if, if he came available and, and he could bring something to my team. I might t- I might sell Martial. that looks no. like it might. I, I like at the your moment. Spurs
0: shout. I like your Spurs shout. They they're crying out for for that sort of player, a dribbler, a dribbler. Uh, that's that's what they really need, I think, and you know whether it happens or not, I don't know, and I'm, I'm not sure yeah. how he himself Pal- feels as a and player. By the
1: way, well, Palace fans wouldn't be happy talking about Zaha I mean, leaving. I mean, they want to keep him and build the team around him. Absolutely. His local boy, come good yeah. and uh, long mate, continues. Mm-hmm. So, West Brom extend their Premier League life even for another week as Palace jump to 11th in the table after giving the rest of the league a seven-game start. After the break, we'll take a look at Man City as they continue to chase records away at West Ham. And Arsene says au revoir to Old Trafford and Jose. This is the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Be back in a moment.
0: Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Now, Robbio, let's look ahead at the remaining games of this Premier League match weekend and on monday spurs host watford tomorrow though, there's two big games involving the manchester teams west ham united host manchester city in the earlier game coverage begins at 8 a.m on nbcsn and then after that man united versus arsenal massive game as normal in that one and uh, kickoff is at 11:30 again on nbcsn now west ham united robbie in my notes i've got leading into this game other results question mark pressure exclamation point twice mm. so we have seen some results that puts West Ham United under yes. pressure for the remaining few games of the season.
1: Yes, uh, and West Ham, maybe if you're looking with the glass half full, you'd say we've got four games, we've got 35 points and we should be OK. But when you think Manchester City come on Monday night and listen, uh, on so Sunday, and that that's likely to be a, a defeat. Then all of a sudden, three games left on 35 points, and if Southampton and if Swansea or if Huddersfield hit a little run, mm. all of a sudden, Rob West Ham, when we thought yeah. looked clear and out of it, could be drawn right back into the mire.
0: Yeah, I mean they they've got West, of course, Man City. Then after that next weekend, they've got Leicester away, maybe points there. Then they've got mm. Manchester United at home real toughy then the last day of the season they have Everton at home and if Mm -hmm. West Ham go into that game if if they're in it then that last day is going to be mental it's going to be insane if West Ham and others are mm -hmm. in it because anything can happen on that final day so they've got some work to do
1: by the way, that means Sam Allardyce returning back to West Ham, another yeah. club where he felt he wasn't particularly yeah, appreciate appreciated mm. he might just want to go to West Ham and put in a performance not only for his own job at Everton, to let one or two people know, maybe including some West Ham fans who didn't appreciate the work he did there, so certainly not a gimme by any means for West Ham United you get the sense they need to, might need to get a couple of points uh, before they get to the last day because there 's no guarantees against that yeah
0: I mean and in, in terms of form, one win in the last mm. seven matches streak. Sort of team. Yeah. You know, Marko Anatovic going up front has been really good work and decision by the manager David Moyes. Mm. Moyes himself is talking, you know, about staying for next season. Whether they want him, whether he wants to stay at this club, where yeah. the ownership is, you know, sometimes a little bit unreliable and a little bit kind of loose cannonish. So, lots to play for. Can Anatovic be the guy? You know, the pressure mounts at West Ham United, isn't it? At mm. that London stadium, it yeah. can be. A, you know, this is this is Manchester City tomorrow's game. And, it can and, be a
1: help and, or a hindrance, can it? With with, with this team it's sometimes when it when it's buzzing and things are going well and the fans are into it it, it feels like it you know there's a real connection and other times as we've seen on a couple of occasions this season it, it can be a toxic place to play football
0: you know man city so champions going into mm. the the next game from being champions swansea yeah. at home 5 nil, brilliant are yeah. they going to be motivated to break all the records that we've been talking about on our I shows because that mm, that's
1: I, it, that's that could drive them forward now, isn't it? yeah I, I think so rob i mean i've, I've Talked about invincibles with with Arsene Wenger recently. We t- talk people talk about the treble team of, of Sir Alex. These, this will be the Centurions, the first team who've ever got 100 points in a Premier League season. Pep wants to come in, not only win the title, not only show we can play a, a different way. He mm. wants to lay down some records, Rob, as a marker so people remember this team, remember what he did in, uh, in English football.
0: Absolutely. I I, mean, I think they're on pace to break these records. Mm. And one more win equals Chelsea's record of 30 out of 38. So um, just just fascinating team, an amazing team. We'll talk further about City right. as the season wraps up.
1: Yeah, let's move it on to uh, a big game tomorrow. Manchester United v Arsenal. It's the last time we're going to see Mourinho and Wenger on a touchline, certainly in English football. Jose was asked about his relationship with Arsenal in a press conference yesterday. We had big matches, big fights. uh, So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Regret, little negative episodes. Yes, I do. And probably he also does.
0: Well, I'm pleased that he said that, Rob, Mm. because... The the negative episodes were pretty nasty, pretty nasty, and the the specialist in failure that <laughs> that Jose armino hit with jo, uh, with uh, Arsene Wenger that was that was below the bout for me. I mean, it really was. It sounds like he's yeah. Jose
1: has done that once or twice, and and he lets himself down when, when he does that. Certainly against Arsene Wenger, who you know came in and and as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, the things he's done in English football, deserves better than that.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, in terms of the game, you know, I think uh, Arsenal will make changes. Of course, it's around mm. the, the Europa League games against Atletico Madrid, so they'll make changes. Manchester United, I think, with Jose, will want to win this game. They'll want to finish second place behind Manchester yep. City as being the best of the rest, if you like. Um, we'll see what happens with Alexis, whether he goes on. He had, of course, a really good uh, FA Cup semi-final against Spurs at Wembley. I think mm, I just you just still team. think there's a lot more to come from this United team. We kind of criticise, yeah. and players have been frustrated but if there's a better Lexus, if there's a better Pogba, if there are mm. a couple of new players that come into this football club, they can really challenge for the title next season, I think.
1: It could be exciting when you think of Liverpool, their progression, United with bringing players in and, and the better players playing to their potential. As you say, Alexis playing against Arsenal. And let's not forget, Rob, some of these United players, I think, are playing for FA Cup spots. I don't mm. think that's uh, given the, his first 11 in, in his mind yet. Uh, Jose Mourinho, so playing for places, and you know, Arsene Wenger for all the the, the, the challenges and, and and battles he's had at Old Trafford, he want to leave that place and, and put his mark as well. So yeah. I, while I'm sure Europa League's the big focus, he wants to go there. You know, whether it was Fergie in the on the, in the dugout or yeah. now were uh, Josie Mourinho in the dugout, Arsene Wenger's a winger. Winner, he yeah,
0: is. he is, and, and he's talked about his relationship with Sir Alex Ferguson, saying it's a lot mm. closer now. And he even talked about Jose, saying that he has a, a quote peaceful relationship with Jose Mourinho, which which is kind of what we want to see. We want to see a little bit of respect to Old Trevor tomorrow. And to be fair, I think we will. I think Jose Mourinho will give Arsene Wenger a special know, embrace, or a, I think there will mm. be a few words between the two because I think they've got to appreciate each other, appreciate each other, and their desire and their. I don't know, they're, 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 the way that they want to protect their football clubs. And I think both of them have done a pretty good job over the years
1: absolutely both winners for their own clubs yeah. both legends for the, for their own clubs and like you say i hope that we get a handshake and maybe a hug between the two that would be nice so that just leaves us time for tweet of the day and that goes to michael nathanson who talked about roy Hodson's qualities and ability in guiding palace out of trouble so please make sure you direct messages your address michael and we'll get the two robbie scarf in the post to you in the next couple of days so On a day when Southampton finally caught fire and got a Premier League win, that leaves three teams above them all feeling a little bit hot under the collar. Remember, for more debate, discussion and disagreement, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the Two Robbies show. And if you like what you hear, please review the shows. And more importantly, tell us what team you support and why, and we'll weed out the best couple of responses on our next Premier League podcast. And finally, just for me, thanks all. The good folk at Culver City. You do a great job for us each and every week.
0: Yeah, thanks for everybody for listening to the show and let us know your thoughts through social media. Certainly watch out for other Two Robbies podcasts reacting to Premier League and European football news over the next few weeks. We'll skip next Saturday but return on the Saturday before Championship Sunday for our last Two Robbies football show of the season. So until then, it's good night from me. Good night from him. Good night.